0: Oh yeah, we're riding high like the Sixers in the first half. (laughs) Thursday. Flying into weekend. That's a high form, Brad, let's go. What's up? Hello. Back to Recover. I'm Micah. I'm joined by Brad.
1: What up? What's happening, Micah?
0: Uh, everything, basically. We almost had to do emergency podcast like the last three days with uh, the things that have been happening. Indeed, and there's just so much happening; it's pretty wild.
1: There's been some heroic efforts, which Micah is uh, is uh, avidly against superheroes and that kind of stuff. But not so fast. There have been some superheroic efforts uh, the last couple nights in a row. So. You guys
0: know who I am. I'm Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I am? Yeah, he's an extraordinary basketball player, putting on a show. Uh, not so fast, though, buddy.
1: Playoff P, Playoff P deserves Play, his, playoff. his respect. We'll get to him, but Playoff he P will
0: get his roses too. Thank months. you. Yeah, thank yeah. you.
1: And then, I mean, Trey Young. Let's get real. Yeah, he kind of looks like the uh, Taco Bell Chihuahua to me, the Yoki Taco Bell guy. Trey Young. Okay. Is that, sure. is, that yeah. is that not PC? Is that not okay for me to say?
0: I think that's okay. Uh, I don't think that, I don't think the Yoki or Taco Bell dog would be appropriate in this climate. You don't think but so? I, I think it's okay. I think it's okay for you to make that comparison. Okay. I'll, I'll allow it.
1: Thank you. We don't have to bleep out yeah. the last 30 seconds of this podcast. Good. Great.
0: Oh, good. Good. Um, yeah. Let's, let's talk about it. There's, there's a lot to talk about. There, also, there's a lot to talk about this week's Micah's read of the week Ooh. on mind of Micah. The five-part investigation into the podcasting hype house from hell is so good. It's some of the best audio content I've ever done. Go subscribe to Mind of Micah and listen to it now.
1: Second to all of the content you've done on Backdoor Cover, obviously, but, you know, it is what it
0: is. Well, that's right. That's right. And then also, of course, check out Micah's 3 of the Week newsletter. The subscription link is in the description of this podcast, as always. Uh, yeah. All right. So there's there's the plugs where do you want to start do you want to start with other sports or go straight to hoops
1: i think we just go in hoops all the way so i don't know where okay. you want to start in terms of hoops uh I'll, I'll let you i'll let you captain this this program
0: let's let's start with the games uh tonight game six nets at Bucks in milwaukee milwaukee a five and a half point favorite I don't know what to think about this series anymore. As as Cream Abdul Jabbar said the other day, they can't win with Kevin Durant playing like Kevin Durant, and Kevin Durant is certainly playing like Kevin Durant. Mm. We should go back to Game Five, an epic all time performance by KD, one of the best playoff performances we've seen in a long time. He, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but in addition to going for I think it was forty nine, I have. Him. He also, oh, you do, yeah. He was... also like assisted. Yeah, go ahead. The, the, on assist opportunities, when he made passes, guys, they made like 8 of 11 shots in the second half. Mm. Um, just an all-time unbelievable performance. Give, us, played, give us some more numbers. He here, played
1: Rick. 100% of the seconds of this game. He played 48 consecutive minutes. He scored 49 points. He had 17 rebounds, and he had 10 assists. So, Yeah, pretty good. That's pretty fucking good. I have a lot of thoughts and about this he game. Was just,
0: I mean, we and he was efficient, too. I, I don't know what if you have his shooting numbers there.
1: It doesn't but, have the the granular stuff, but I do believe he was I mean, fairly
0: efficient. Yeah, he was absurd. He was very efficient. It's one of the greatest games we've ever seen on an offensive standpoint. And he's doing everything. James Harden came back in Game 5, but was barely, like, he was playing less defense. He was playing no defense, even for James Harden. Um, he like, was he playing was full decoy. A, he was just literally laying people allay. Uh just go right past him. He wasn't even making an effort to stop him on defense. And on offense, like he basically just stood at the top of the key like he was Jason Kidd from 2011 <laughs> and was just, like directing traffic and not dribbling or doing anything like uh he was very limited. He still played 42 minutes cuz he's a monster too. Uh he was terrible in the first half. If he's marginally better, Milwaukee's in big trouble. Big trouble.
1: So here's the deal: the uh, the Brooklyn Big Three showed up in a big way in this game. We had Jeff Green going for 27. We had Blake Griffin going for 17, and Kevin Durant going for 49.
0: The, the new uh, big three. The
1: new the new Milwaukee. Or I'm sorry. The new Brooklyn. The new Brooklyn big, Brooklyn three. big
0: three. Uncle Jeff Green. Who need who needs who needs Hardener, Kyrie when you've got Jeff Green?
1: Jeff Green banged home five fucking three pointers in the first half, like. That's insane. <laughs> that he just came out and just I mean, I really do believe that's the, that changes the the structure of this game. Like they're way down. Way, way, way down. They were down to begin with, but they're way down if he doesn't hit those five threes in the first half. I think what were they down? Sure. Like like Milwaukee was up something like fifteen. I think they were down seventeen and a half. Yeah. And no, into the third. Like I mean, they were in command and control and this is where my very strong takes come into play here. So, first of all, Milwaukee's coach is in big trouble, bud. I I mean, this is, shit is unacceptable. Like, it's just not, like, even someone as dumb as me, someone with as limited amount of knowledge of the game as me, which I'm not saying it's, it's that limited, but it's limited at in all in, compared to professional basketballs and com, compared to professional coaches. Like, how do you not hunt out James Harden? who is playing with half of a leg, half of a hamstring. Like how do you not how do you not scheme up a way to go at him? Like that's what the playoffs are, right? Like you find weaknesses on the opponent's defense and you hunt out ways to ensure matchups with those people whether that be through uh like screen and roll, that type of game. Whatever it is, you have to make hard and pay and they just didn't at all not in one single bit like Harden just coasted throughout the entire game and then he was a complete like decoy in the, in the sense that he i'm pretty sure uh they had Drew Holiday guarding him for the majority of the game which is their best guard defender just sitting there on a decoy like just sitting there on a on a I don't know how to describe it I mean there it's a guy who's not going to score or do anything besides stand there it's just kind of unacceptable um, from a coaching it also perspective.
0: Seemed, also, seemed crazy to me that first team all defense defensive player of the year Giannis Ugh. isn't guarding Kevin Durant. How
1: the fuck is this possible? This is my biggest. Like, threat. It, not,
0: not once, not once. You got to at least try it. I mean, it, it just it seems weird and reckless that they would do this.
1: I don't understand, uh. and especially like okay, look. You're looking at superstar on superstar, right? And and granted, Giannis had a great game thirty four points, twelve twelve rebounds. Great game is is, per, I guess that's all in perspective. But like, he had a good game in terms of the stat sheet. But this was a black eye mark against him, in my opinion. In that, if you aren't able to. Carry a team, like create your own shot. If you're not able to make, if you're not able to shoot, really, he doesn't shoot well. And if you can't fucking make a free throw more than one for two every time you go to the line, you gotta pick up some sort of special quality on the defensive end. Like he has to guard Durant here. If he doesn't guard Durant, then he is, I don't know, man. Like he's become so. He's just not special at the end of games. All he, he he can't hit he can't hit jump shots. And he if he gets fouled and goes to the line, he's hitting one for two, and that's a problem, man. And that's really what it came down to at the end. Like no doubt. they're down a couple points, and he's missing every other every other three throw. He's shooting fifty percent from well, the he's, line.
0: He's afraid to go. The- it's just yeah. He knows he's going to get fouled. And he's going to miss one of the free throws. I, you know, I said that it's weird and their defense was weird and reckless. Also weird and reckless is how much other players like that are just tweeting at home seem to disrespect Giannis all the time. But that's the reason. The dude is the MVP because he puts up 30 points a game and 12 rebounds and 8 assists or whatever. Mm-hmm. In games where they win by 20 and he tipped out the last four minutes of the fourth quarter uh, for 82 games. He stays healthy and all that stuff. Well, he did that He's in this not game. the MVP at the end of close games because he can't make free throws.
1: He put up that stat line, though. He put up 34-12, and 12, which is beautiful.
0: Yeah, but, but he wasn't the guy you matter. want at the end of the game. Exactly. Because he's afraid to create. He's afraid to go to the basket, and he just doesn't do it. He's not a good three-point shooter.
1: I mean, Chris Middleton yeah, becomes uh, the focal point of your offense at the end of games. Like it, it goes, everything runs through Chris Middleton at the end of games, and that's just weird. Like... Is Chris Middleton, like, even a, a second-best player caliber? Like, he's good, but he's not superstar, would you say?
0: No, not a superstar creator. And, I mean, that's
1: – if they're a championship I mean, contender at, and he's their only focal point – or if he is the focal point of their offense going into the home stretch of playoff games, like, you're in big trouble. Like, how are you supposed to compete with Kevin Durant on that front?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Kevin Durant and, and a healthy James Harden or a healthy or Kyrie. Uh, Kyrie. Like, all three of those guys, they don't – Necessarily have two of them, but all three of those guys.
1: What about Jeff Green, Michael? What about a healthy bucket. Jeff Green?
0: Like the, Jeff Green can't. <laughs> I'm just yeah, I mean, it's,
1: um, <sighs> that was that was uh, one too far with the Jeff Green jokes. But that's still.
0: okay, I I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, it's it's uh, a remarkable series, and we'll see if Milwaukee can get it done at home tonight.
1: I uh, I I concur with this five point spread that the NBA or whoever the that the Vegas odds makers are picking. I think yeah. that I think Brooklyn comes out and coasts and jacks up threes. And if they can make it a competitive game from that point, from that standpoint, without like putting too much exertion or effort into it, they do. I think they're okay with losing this game and going back to, Milwaukee, or going back to Brooklyn for game seven. I don't think they're going to try to yeah. do that, but I don't think they have a problem with that.
0: You could see Harden. Put it into operation shutdown real quick <laughs> if he doesn't come out hot. Exactly, you know. Well, I mean, I, I. But you know what? You could say that about them last game when they're down seventeen at half, or you know, and they came all the way back. They showed a lot of heart last game.
1: Well, I mean, if Durant's uh, going to go Rucker Park on him again, then it's just sorry to hear about it. That's true. That was insane, dude. It was just so.
0: It was to so ridiculous. This dude is, the thing to think that this guy is doing this a year after a major injury. Or a year and a half, or whatever. Time. His first year after after a major injury, come an, back and play 48 exactly. points and be the best player in basketball. Like that it's was, not just a major injury.
1: Just, like there's no history of people coming back from this injury and being anywhere near no. what they've been they were previously. Like a hundred percent of these people who've who've incurred this injury with the Achilles have come back a shadow, a shell of themselves. And he's come back and he looks better than ever. He looks incredible. Did the you last see the time I remember... Go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, the, the last time I remember an individual performance like this in a playoff game was LeBron going for 48 mm. against uh, Detroit, and he scored like the last 26 <laughs>
1: points. You're talking about like 2006. Yeah. yeah. yeah, Young LeBron. Young, young LeBron. That was a ridiculous oh. effort. Totally different game, though. He wasn't jacking threes. He was taking it into the paint, just bullying these oh, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. But still, yeah, you're, you're right. right. It was like this, though. It was where you just his, you couldn't uh, stop it.
0: His shooting percentage was significantly lower than Kevin Durant in that game. (laughs) Um, Because he just kept going to the basket and getting dunks or making layups or getting fouled. Did you see the Uh, replay?
1: It was like slow motion, and it's P.J. Tucker guarding Durant, and Durant pulls up for a jump shot. And P.J. Tucker's fingertips are like mere centimeters from Durant's eyes. Like, like as close as you possibly could. He might have even poked the guy in the eyeball. And, like... There's no way that Durant can see the basket. Like there's just no chance, and he probably got his eyeball poked while he was at it. And Durant just, just is so wet. It just splashed all the way through the net, like with a finger in his eyeball. It, it was just, it was an inhuman effort. It was superhuman. So I was just, I don't know. Did you see that replay?
0: I, I did. <laughs> and, I, mean, this, the, I mean, the dagger that he, the dagger he hit falling down off balance, shot clock, winding down, just like a legendary performance. I don't know another way to put it.
1: I mean, that's his, that's his, his masterpiece. So I concur totally. That's the feather in his cap, man. Like that's, that's as good as it gets for
0: any player. So So, that was two nights ago. So they're playing tonight. Last night. Yeah. They're back tonight. Last night we saw two wild games. The, the 76ers come, they come from ahead to blow, I think it was a 27-point lead against the Hawks. They were up like 23 with like two minutes left in the third quarter. I they had a 99.7% uh, win probability, according to ESPN, and they blew it.
1: I don't know what Embiid's stat line was in the first quarter, but it was absolutely ridiculous. Like, I think he had nearly 30 points or something. Because I turned this thing on, and they are just beating the the tar out of the Atlanta Hawks, and I'm like, I'm not going to watch this. Like, I don't care and i didn't watch it very closely until it was, i look up and it's close again i'm like holy shit what happened here Embiid ended up with let's see 37 39 13, 39, he
0: had 39. yeah uh, he pre- I, i'm reading that he had 39 points but maybe i'm it's you reading player. it wrong
1: it's close it's 39 minutes 37 yeah. points is what this the stat sheet says that i'm looking at but regardless it's a shit curry goes of
0: for 36 Exactly, Seth Curry. And Embiid and Seth Curry are the only two 76ers to make a basket the entire second half. <sighs> this is one of the all-time meltdowns.
1: It's the all-time team stinker is, performance for Simmons and stinker. Harris.
0: That's right. Simmons and yeah. Harris. Hey.
1: Tobias Harris has four points. Simmons has eight. What the hell? What are y'all doing? How well, is it even possible? one thing
0: is one thing has been pretty clear since the beginning of the trust the process era. Yeah. And that was that the 76ers were tanking like no team has ever tanked before to go get two superstars. Okay. And right now they have one superstar and Ben Simmons. and, and Simmons, although it's a crazy talent and a crazy potential and all that stuff. He's so young. he's just not there. And he may never be though. Like he, he He's letting his team down. That dude has to step up and play like a superstar, and it's not even close. He's not even in the ballpark right now in this series. Especially in the collapse last night.
1: All-time stinker performance from the Sixers like it, I mean, this this pretty much is, like to me this is it. Like that's the death toll like I don't know, man. You can't come out and just be just smacking the shit out of these dudes and just fall apart like that and like Embiid, I don't know, because I wonder if like he just wore out by the end of this game. Like I wonder if the meniscus is wearing on him. I wonder what it is. Like I keep on thinking that he's gonna wear out. Like we keep talking about how we think that he can't last long enough to make it to the to the championship, whatever series. I I I mean thirty seven and thirteen is pretty damn good. I don't know what more he could have really done. I don't ever feel sorry for Embiid. I don't know about you, but I think he's a fucking bully, and I, I get a, a a little bit. I'm guilty about. I feel guilty about this, but I get a little bit of pleasure watching him lose for some reason. Uh, just because he bullies people so badly. <laughs> do you ever do you ever get this sense, or you just appreciate his alphaness?
0: Oh no, I don't care. I, I don't care for him at all. Oh. And he and he went to Kansas for a year. He's what? trash. Yeah. I, I have no love for Joel Embiid. Okay,
1: we're alive. I forgot that he was. Jayhawk scum.
0: I do like some of the the trash talks sometimes. Oh, but, you, yeah, I think you do
1: appreciate the alpha,
0: but he scored seventeen in the first quarter on eight for eight, um, eight for eight shooting, and then they disappeared. That's right. But just a colossal meltdown. And now Atlanta has a chance to close out the series at home, which I don't think anyone expected. And you've got <laughs> dangerous Trey Young. I mean, this is Atlanta could be a problem.
1: They are a problem, and Bogdanovich didn't even play well. He only had six points. I love Bogdanovich, by the way, uh, Bogdan. I'm sure I'm botching his name, but I'm, close enough. I I think his game is fucking incredible. By the way, he just got you know such my favorite handles.
0: My my favorite hawk is Lou Williams. Like I love <laughs> this. Like Lou helped him win this game. He got hot in the third quarter and kind of erased some of that lead. Uh huh. I, I just love the fact that like the dude loves strip club chicken wings so much that they trade him to Atlanta. <laughs> Clippers like, We we just can't deal with you anymore.
1: Send him to Atlanta City.
0: just be just live at Magic City. And now can you imagine how lit Magic City will be in game six if they close that series out? I
1: cannot. Oof. I I'm pretty sure the mask the masks are off. It's all good. So Magic City gonna be popping, boy. <laughs>
0: I think there's no doubt about it. Danilo that. The Gallinari's day, hair, man, by the
1: way, is very aggressive. Have you seen his his it's, haircut? It's, it's,
0: it's very questionable.
1: He looks like he could be part of like some filthy Euro mob mob group. Like it's kind of almost a mohawk. Like I could see him slinging drugs on the side, type of deal. So, yeah. something to well, keep what an eye it,
0: Michael? on. Michael Ford always called Porzingis the the, <laughs> the, pl- Lappian, the gangbanger, the, the Lappian gangbanger. Cause he, yeah,
1: because he had a, he had dreadlocks or like whatever braids put into his hair at one point when he was growing up, and they had oh, like a Gallinari,
0: had, Gallinari had a pretty gangster haircut too. <laughs> I mean, I don't now, yeah. I don't care for it, but he seems it's questionable.
1: It's questionable. Uh, it is a, it's, it's scum, and I like it.
0: The other game last night: Clippers one nineteen, Jazz one eleven. LA now leads three games to two. Uh, this series goes back to LA, where the Clippers will have a chance to close out the number one seed to Jazz in six, uh, which I guess would be an upset. Uh, Paul George is the story here. The guy that we call Pandemic P and make fun of all the time uh, had a huge game 37 points, 12 of 22 from the field, 10 for 11 from free throws. Uh, 16 also boards. led the team with 16 rebounds and five assists. He led the team in all three categories. No, Kawhi uh, played forty this is minutes.
1: Incredible! This is an incredible performance. Uh, it was superhuman. Not not on the level of Kevin Durant, but right below it. I mean, and I mean, all the cards are on the table. Like this is it. I saw that Kawhi was out, and I was like, "Boom! They're cooked." Like that's the end of the Clippers. And not so fast, man. Like they came out and just popped them, and. You know they still don't have um, what's the point guard's name in the, for the Jazz Conley. Yes, Mike Conley. Mike Conley. They still don't have Conley. It's trade they got to yeah. get him back badly, um, and then they've they got the other Bogdanovich, the not as good Bogdanovich, who's also pretty good. Uh, Can we talk about Terrence Mann? Yes. Did you,
0: if you if you follow any basketball account on Instagram, yeah, you saw angry. him with two of the nastiest dunks. Uh, including one like with two minutes left in the fourth quarter, yeah. where he dunked over uh, the Stifle Tower. Uh, <laughs> the dude who he plays for,
1: who Terrence he Man, he's young man. Like they've That's been the Clippers, If you listen crazy. to any Zach Lowe, they they've been pissed. Like yeah. Zach Lowe and Kevin O'Connor and all the all the basketball nerds that are really fun to listen to, they've been pissed about Terrence Man for like all series, the entire series, and all of the the last series as well. He just hasn't been getting many minutes, but. When he gets in, he's just a star, man. Like, and he plays lockdown defense, and he's a contributor. It's just been weird that he hasn't gotten any playing time. You know, the other guy is crazy good that has had a really up and down career. Is this Reggie Jackson? They say he's got a seven mm-hmm. foot one wingspan. Did you know that? That's insane. I did not know like that. he could scratch his ankles without bending over if that's true. So, anyways, I thought that was funny when they said he had a seven one foot one wingspan. He's a point guard. Um. Uh, he had 22, uh, played 37 minutes. He also wears, like, these old 80s-style, like, kind of, I don't know what the glasses are, but they they look serious. Like, he kind of looks like a cop, like a RoboCop or something. It's I okay. fucking love it, dude. Yeah. They, this this team is going. I And I I like it without, I mean, I, I just, I'm happy they didn't fold it like I thought they would, like a cheap chair when Kawhi went out. Because I thought he was the you backbone.
0: fold, like, a Doc Rivers coach team
1: <laughs>
0: traditionally does. You mean like kind of like, like Philadelphia 76ers
1: night. did last night? Yeah. Uh, yeah
0: kind of like they used to do when Doc was the coach of the Clippers. Yeah. All of that.
1: I don't know if I'm I, really ready to give Tyrone Lou credit for them not folding, but I'm certainly ready to give it up to playoff P for showing up like he pulled it out and put it on deserves, the table. Yeah.
0: He deserves all the Russes. Yeah, yeah. He flopped he pulled it on the it table. Out.
1: Yeah. So there you, you go. go. That's three so, games in a row for playoff P by the way. He's put up thirty plus in three straight, I think. At least two straight. And people keep on saying, Oh, he has to do it for more than one game, he has to do it for more than two games. Well now he's done it for three games and he did it this one, 37 uh-huh. points without Kawhi. To give
0: playoff to give playoff P a little bit of benefit of the doubt, I, I'm generally the one who says he'll never do it two games in a row. Now are. he doesn't have to. He <laughs> just has to do it one of the he has to do it one of the next two games. Exactly. So but I mean, if I'm LA, you got Game Six is basically a must win. I must. Think, you're expecting them to go into L. Uh, go back to Utah and win Game Seven with or without Kawhi. Exactly is a big ass.
1: And I mean, they're going to have ass. Conley back in the game too. Like you, you could guarantee Conley's going to be playing that Game Seven if they're back in in uh, Utah. So really exciting stuff, man! What a freaking awesome series. All of these have been
0: really freaking it, it, awesome. You know. The big, the biggest story in the playoffs has been injuries. Uh, I think there have been nine all-stars that have missed playoff games due to injuries so far. Momentum uh, swinging injuries, ball. yeah, yeah. If, I mean, and so that's sort of the thing. But if you're watching these games, like these are great games. The intensity level is crazy. The fans are so excited to be back in the arena. Like totally this has been a good playoffs on the floor even though the storyline off the off the floor is, oh, it's not any good, players are hurt, blah, 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 blah. Like, there's going to be a real champion, and, and we're going to have fresh blood, too. So, we'll see. Uh, Hawks and Sixers game six on Friday. Jazz Clippers game six on Friday. Friday's going to be lit. Indeed. Tonight's going to be and lit. And then possibly two game sevens on Sunday.
1: Ooh. Yeah, I guess it may not be lit. Nets-Bucks, we'll see if the Nets come out and put up a fighter if they just roll over and put and and go all in for Game 7. I'm curious for sure. God, the NBA is so fucking good. I'm going to be depressed when this ends, or at least when there's not a game on every night. When The, the, the day that I don't get to watch a basketball game every single night, I'm going to be depressed.
0: Yeah, hopefully they do the thing where the Eastern Conference and Western Conference games are on every other night. Yeah, that'd be tight. So, like you... Uh, so we'll see. Hopefully we get that.
1: Then we I, can carry I, it I, I all the way into the championship. Well. Yeah. Will football be back by the time the championship hits?
0: No, but we'll be barreling towards it. Yeah, I think we'll we're like close. 80 days away from the start of college football. And, you know, training camps are training camps and preseason games are started basically a month before that. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to do the math. Let's go. Uh, we're still gonna we're gonna have some time, but not as much time as we normally have. Yeah, there's that lull between the
1: NBA championship and when good sports start again usually in the summertime, and I think it's much reduced this year because the NBA is so much later. So that's yeah. And then we got Space Jam. Uh, I'm pretty sure Space Jam comes out sometime soon.
0: You know, I've never seen the original Space Jam. You
1: are lying. You haven't seen
0: Space Jam? I've never seen it. No. What's what? wrong with you? I mean, I'm, a, I'm not a child. I don't know. I mean, isn't it a kids' movie?
1: <laughs> I suppose, but no, it's it's a it's a it uh it goes across ages. Age groups do not matter. It's adult and kid friendly. Did you watch I, Bugs Bunny well, growing up, or are you just a complete psycho? No. Oh God, no, you are a complete man. psycho, aren't you? You didn't watch Looney Tunes? I, I've
0: been, no, I'm an adult.
1: <laughs> were I've you an adult when you were six time. years old
0: yeah <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> oh boy mike you poor bastard well i'm gonna anyway, come over we- and watch some blake's bunny with michael jordan before hey, the, you know, uh, LeBron. we'll line. have
0: to have uh yeah let's do that let's do we'll, a viewing party we'll go back to back yeah, we, maybe we get
1: pete to come over and they can just get rip and drunk and watch we can do an adult watching of um the original Space Jam. That, that might, you know, I'd like
0: to. More. I'd really like to watch a movie with Peter. There's <laughs> something about that, that sounds really fun.
1: <laughs> it, like, yeah, kind of like the Mystery
0: Science Theater.
1: A lot of commentary.
0: A lot of commentary. <laughs> sounds good. Uh, some other stuff. Uh, let's see. Donnie Nelson, the longtime general manager of the Mavericks, yeah, uh, was forced out, quit, retired. Something funny happened there this week. Yeah, I, uh, it, it had something a, to
1: do with Bob Vulgaris, their stats guy that used to go on the Bill Simmons podcast. He's really good on the podcast too. But like
0: Yeah, there was he was a professional gambler who, yeah. is, who is now like in the in the front office and but there's He's there's an analytics that guy. Vulgaris doesn't like him and, and uh Luca are feuding or feuding. Luca hates Vulgaris. <laughs> so who knows what's going on? Like there's there's some stuff happening. Yeah, the, um,
1: the thing Bill Simmons was talking about, they they covered this a little bit on the last pod he put out, and he was saying that Volgaris was like the biggest proponent or component for Luca being drafted by the the Mavs, and like he played a role in that. Like he wasn't officially within the front office at that point, but he was a consultant for them and was part of what brought Luca to the Mavs to begin with. So they they said that some of the yeah, reporting I of it was.
0: I mean, I'll be honest. I don't trust Simmons about to say anything about <laughs> people that are his friends. That's true. Like he will just. I mean, he is he's a, a very unreliable here. narrator. Yes. yeah, A hundred percent. More shameless than any, because he's not a real reporter. It's, it's you know, a he's not held to that standard.
1: Gone. Yeah. He's not a, he's not right. it's been going on
0: for 20 years. We don't need to get into it now, but yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, he sort of talks about scoops here and there, but he also amplifies the story, the good stories about his friends. Uh, anyway, that's, you know, that's a whole other story. So, And then uh, Stan Van Gundy was fired in New Orleans.
1: Mm.
0: I don't know who who gets that job, but that's a that's to Go, coach Zion. Yeah.
1: Could you imagine if Chris Paul played there instead of Eric Bledsoe? Like if they had managed to get Chris Paul to go there instead of the Suns, how fucking good would they be? They'd be probably <laughs> in the same position the Suns are right now. It's crazy I mean, to look I'm at it from that, Chris, that lens.
0: Just imagine if Chris Paul would have spent his whole career there. <laughs> That's
1: true. He'd probably be um, a big fat red beans and rice eating some bitch.
0: That, would be,
1: that sounds like a pretty good life. Okay.
0: Yeah, it really does. Uh okay. My favorite NBA story this week though is Devin Booker found Sons and Four guy. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Sons and Four Yeah, and he and apparently he gave him like a free jersey. Oh
1: wow. He's he is uh encouraging violence in the arena. Good for him.
0: Yes, he got a, a Booker jersey and three tickets to the conference final.
1: <laughs> Suns and four, baby.
0: Where that guy just and then now apparently that dude has an Instagram account that's like suns.n.4. n dot four. Yeah, he's going and all he's in. Posting, he's po- posting photos with like UFC fighters and stuff. Like, and where UFC fighters are like I've seen those hands. This man's dangerous. So, <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. And now Devin Booker is rewarding him with a jersey and free tickets. This dude's going to go viral again. This is the world we live in, Micah.
1: Yeah. Find your niche and go viral.
0: Hey, uh, how about Naomi Osaka, the world's number two player, who I crushed a few weeks ago and then sort of walked backwards, is now withdrawn from Wimbledon,
1: which is
0: a tournament that she is capable of winning, unlike the French that she quit uh, for (laughs) personal times with friends and family.
1: Are you going to walk back what you're talking about right now, Micah? No, you no, know, you're standing there. I didn't on this say one. anything. Oh, you just reported. I didn't say anything. Yes, you're you're you I've were been, just being a journalist, like you like to be. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you.
0: Uh, so you're anything, not gonna call you know, soft or anything. I'm not
1: gonna say anything. Oh, you're not gonna put any spin. Okay, you just
0: I would say I'm surprised by that.
1: <laughs> that's, that's as uh, as hands off as Mike gets.
0: Well, like the French Open, she. That is played on clay and that is her worst surface. And right. She never got past the second round or something. Uh-huh. So like it was, I mean, I'm not going to say anything, but that, you know, the fact that she quit after one round, didn't really mean anything because she wasn't going to win the tournament. Yes. She's, I think she's won Wimbledon before and she could win it again. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she pulled out because of mental health, this is a surprise.
1: Interesting. Now I see what you're saying. So this means it's not just, you're not just quitting because you can't win. You're quitting like, and, you actually have a good chance of winning, so that makes it more, whatever, genuine, right? right? This is,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: I see. You respect this this pullout more than the last pullout.
0: I yeah, I guess I, I guess I have to. Right. I guess I, I should recognize it's something that she has, uh, you know, things to work through. So we'll leave it at that mm. before I get myself in trouble. Indeed. Uh, let's talk about the U.S. Open, Brad. Okay. Patrick Rogers, Michael Wolf, Brooks Kepka. One, two are all tied at three under through mm-hmm. 14, 13 for Kepka.
1: Yeah, um, I I already know what I, my I already know what, I, what I'm telling you right here. I don't already know what my storyline here is, and it's Brooks. And I don't think there enough is said about how Alpha the bitch is, and that's the thing. Like that's the connector to him and Tiger is how how freaking Alpha they are on the golf course, and how they just like. The, the mentality that they take to it they're just so overbearing when you have to play with them or play in a t- tournament against them and he's doing it again like he just comes out and he just looms man he's a imposing figure so I, I I don't know respect man like he comes out and he just owns it he owns being what he is and it is what it is Patrick Rogers hits the shit out of the ball by the way he's a younger guy he can really he can pummel the the driver so um interesting to see him on top of the leaderboard. Uh, who was the other guy you said was up there?
0: Uh, I don't know. Phil's at plus two, by the way.
1: Yeah. He, I think so he started plus three in, in um, the PGA Championship and ended up coming back to win. So that doesn't what? necessarily mean it. Oh, Matthew Wolf is the other guy who's up there at the top, who's the guy from Oklahoma State who has the ugliest, weirdest hitch golf swing yeah. thing. But uh, he's Phil been is
0: plus really happening. through Mm-hmm. Yeah, as we speak now, I'm not. I'm looking for the De, Shambo because that's the only golfer that matters, really. And uh,
1: <laughs> why is that?
0: Oh, he is. He is yet to tee off. Yeah, he's. Well, I mean, it's all about Bryson versus Kepka. and he's the, the, he's, the uh, well.
1: he's the defending champ as well, isn't he? Back.
0: That's true. Uh, Dustin Johnson hasn't teed off yet. About half the field hasn't teed, or at least maybe a third of the field hasn't teed. Because it's yet.
1: West Coast, yeah, so, yeah long right. way
0: to go. They're but you do have sorry. to give Kepka credit for. Putting up an alpha number, going out early, God, leading, he's you know, alpha. showing up on the leaderboard.
1: That's that's my biggest takeaway. He's an alpha dog. Mm, Justin well, Thomas is at one over, but the thing is, one over is not that bad right now. Like that's tied twenty two at the moment. So like, you just gotta gotta take it with a grain of salt. This course is going to play tough. This course looks very tough. It's so beautiful. If you've watched any of it, like they're showing the backdrops with Justin Thomas just mashing the golf ball, and it's just so beautiful with the ocean in the background and the, the breeze and the sunshine. What a place, man. San Diego, man. Whale's vagina.
0: Must be nice. Yeah. Must be nice. Well, I think that's it, Brad.
1: I agree. Let me play you out, big guy. It's
0: been, it's been a, a good, good episode. Really good, bud. Uh Until next time, fam, check out Mind of Micah. Check out Micah's 3 of the Week. We'll be back, hopefully, from a hot tub <laughs> at some point this weekend. We'll see. How's that for a tease? There you go. Bye-bye. Thanks
1: for listening.